0: Hello, and welcome to the Stats Bomb Podcast. I'm James York and I'm here with I do that. Do you? <laughs> That's my bit. <laughs> Did I step in? Am I on your toes, James? Yeah, I'm not I'm
1: not, not having that.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? You can't cut that. That was good. That was like
1: <laughs> Hello podcast. Hello and welcome to the Stats Bomb Podcast with me, James York, and James York. Ted Knutson is here with me and Still James York. Is in a mischievous mood, but no <laughs> nonetheless, we're gonna talk transfers. We've managed to squeeze one in this week, it's Friday, we've got to this. Actually, we're going to talk about the Uzbekistani third division, because we've got too many customers that are uh, a little bit adjacent to us now.
0: We we did, in fact, realise earlier this week that we might not be able to do like a, a predicted Premier League rankings, especially on the relegated side, because it could get us in trouble. Not going to be able to hammer teams anymore. Well, so <laughs> This is the price of success, James. <laughs> Do you want integrity or do you want invoices? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Anyway, so is- I, I, Before we get rolling here, I want to circle back to something that happened on our Slack earlier today. James made a pop culture reference. What was that reference, James? Uh, Dual
1: 1971 Steven Spielberg TV movie.
0: 1971 Steven Spielberg. Is this the most recent pop culture reference that you have made in the last week? No, but I did watch it, and I watched uh, <laughs> and I watched
1: uh, Jaws with my daughter uh, the other day, actually mm-hmm. yesterday. Are you Finish. in like a
0: Spielberg fest for for the holidays? Well,
1: no, the Jewelers is, is like Jewel's good. I mean, you want to watch Jaws? It's, it's, it's a good film. And I also
0: like Dennis Hopper. Uh, yeah,
1: uh, Dennis Weaver, I think. Anyway, a oh, Weaver, sorry. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, Jaws is just a classic. And it got to the stage now. It's like, right, she's old enough for Jaws, isn't she? It's like, yeah, yeah, come on, let's watch Jaws. So basically, what
0: you're telling me is you're going to the seaside later this summer and you wanted to terrify her.
1: <laughs> uh, she's a good swimmer, so she'll
0: be fine. <laughs> yeah, tell that to all the other people <laughs> around the sharks. The, the slowest swimmer
1: that get eaten by the great white sharks. But yeah, it was good. And, you know, you just can't get enough of the The, the, the musical motifs of Jaws... And I haven't seen it for ages. I I I only just realised it's like there's a couple of like fake bits where like st- some you think the shark's there and the music isn't there. So it's like yeah, of course. Sorry, spoiler mm-hmm. spoiler alert there for a forty forty five year old movie. <laughs> but yeah, watch out for the music in Jaws and then Jaws, like, bad stuff. Seventy five, seventy six. Yeah, seventy five. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. Before I was born. Dude, yeah, I mean, I'm
1: old. Yeah, same. <laughs> anyway. That's three minutes on Jaws. I, I just wanted out. to
0: prove to everybody else that James was back in his, his <laughs> normal vein of <laughs> relevant pop culture references.
1: Yeah, check out Jaws if you get a chance. Good movie, so I've heard. Anyway, right, so let's talk transfers. Let's talk about Let's le- talk about some kids that are like
0: half that age. Right? <laughs> let's,
1: let's irritate you with the Arsenal chat because they have actually signed uh, some players. But they that looks okay. Well, I'll, I'll give one a... a, a a credit and one and a half credit because I think uh, William Saliba's arrived and then been sent away again
0: Um, which I don't know feels like I guess it makes sense feels like this is this is Callum Chambers permanent state at Arsenal He arrives and he's sent away again. No, nope, off you go. Big, I know <laughs> Jenkinson too.
1: I know uh, Totten did this with Jack Clark. He was like a third of the price of Saliba. So I don't know. It just feels like a lot of money to spend on someone just to sit there. Center
0: backs are much more expensive than wide attacking players who are English. Immediately send them away. But... <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Saliba finished uh, just outside the Champions League positions in the Farmers League. I, I think it shouldn't actually be the Uber Eats League Un anymore. I think that it should be the Farmers League league and now listening to all the people who have been in in my mentions again this week uh about marco Verratti, uh who i said if you wanted statistically the most impressive midfielder in the world it's verati and they're like yep plays in the farms league and i was like look if if you guys keep saying this i'm just gonna like mute people and then they're like oh a you know, free speech like okay now i'm blocking people and so i've just been blocking people everybody who <laughs> replied on that that thing that went viral because it's quite cool uh You've now been blocked, so congratulations.
1: Ted, Ted, Ted.
0: Never mind. I just don't tolerate people making dumb arguments. The <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they don't even follow me, really. So like <laughs> the the sleeve of signing. I think that's
1: fine. I'm okay with that. That's that's good. Young prospects. Probably a little expensive, but we don't know the exact details, yeah. right?
0: Could it be a 20 million base and 10 million add-ons? Yeah, possibly. It, it could be.
1: Uh, Subias, so I. It's a good signing. He's a good player. This is good. Why is it just uh, a loan? I don't like. Is that, that the
0: official? pronunciation we're, we're adopting, Ceballos? I don't what is it? I'm not Spanish. I don't know. You're the guy who, like, you're English. You, like, say it as you see it, right? Yeah, it, do, it doesn't look like that. It looks like <laughs> but
1: That's wrong, clearly, so I'm I'm going for somewhere in between. Anyway... I
0: I, I was just going to say Ceballos. Yeah, pe- but, uh, pe- but that's because, like, there used to be an NBA player. Cedric Ceballos. Right. Way back in the day. This is before your NBA interest... just like Ceballos...
1: No, sorry, I'm just. <laughs>
0: his son plays in the league. Yeah, <laughs> we're just riffing. We're not taking
1: this seriously enough, Ted. This is a very unprofessional podcast today.
0: I'm just about to go on holiday, which is the bad news for everybody else because we are not around next week. Okay, that's not so good. But yeah,
1: um, don't like the fact that it's just alone. I, <laughs> I, I, I can understand why from his professionally he might just want alone so he get some game time and waits for Modric to. Toddle off and can you know exactly. go go back to Madrid and be
0: the guy there. Wants to play enough to possibly be part of Spain's setup. Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. So, so wasn't really for sale. Arsenal have needs. I had no money. And needs and no money means loans. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess it, hopefully he'll be good, and we can we can see what he what he can produce. Um, I think he's very promising, and I'm excited to have him part of the team. I am slightly less excited about watching him attack in Arsenal this season, but that may I could be wrong. Arsenal, I've been wrong. Arsenal
1: are quite stocked in central midfield now. I don't know. At the start of the season they were um They lost Aaron Ramsey. That's true. There was the start of the season there was talk that uh, Torreira wanted to go back to Italy or something and start start the summer rather,
0: and that hasn't happened yet, so presumably that isn't happening. But yeah, they've got they've got <laughs> options there, they've got choices. The Milan deals are fascinating. Like watching this from the outside and Leonardo leaves and immediately goes to PSG. Uh, can't say anything about that, but it's just like, wait, is that the current deal that Milan is about? Like it is, is very much like laser beam focused for a bit, at least from a media perspective of what they're covering, and then okay, that's dead. Uh, a new laser beam has focused. I, I think the most recent one was not the Correa from Lazio. But Hell Korea, which, you know, I think one or two years ago, I said quite an interesting young wide forward, possibly for Arsenal. Uh, Milan, now looking at him, but at 40 to 50 million, that's quite a lot of money, isn't it? And
1: uh, yeah, he's, he's a confusing one for me. I, I, anyone out of kind of Atletico Madrid is hard to evaluate anyway. Because yeah. especially attackers, I mean, generally attackers, but then you know defenders also, because potentially you would overrate them uh, because they come out of that system. But yeah, there's, there's nothing that stands there and makes you think like, oh my god, yeah, let's let's sign him. But that seems to be mooted, and maybe it happens. I don't know.
0: Speaking of Atletico, like the the interesting, hmm, there are like two teams that seem to have found a magic money tree this summer, but Atletico did it partly via selling Antoine Griezmann. Mm. And then have, like, put in a protest about the price they sold Antoine Griezmann about because of some clause that had a, – a, 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 it was lowered effectively and, and shouldn't have been that much. So, like, now it's, it's basically like we've transferred Griezmann under protest. And, and, you know, presumably they're hoping to get more money out of it. But obviously, you know, they might need to sell some, some players as well because they brought in some big numbers. And Jao-Pedro – or Jao-Felix you know, – um, was, was pretty much all of that. But you wanted to at least briefly talk about the magic money tree in Turin.
1: Yeah, well, because there have been develops on the, developments on this front, mainly because there, there was a rumor that came out this week about Spurs being interested in uh, Pala de Bala, which, um, is, you know, kind of like, in ways, dreamland for the kind of, like, Spurs fan base. It seemed it seemed to, like, get la- landed in all the kind of, like, newspapers as if it was, it was you know, c- coming from the sp- Spurs end, but they're not, people have been researching and looking at this, and there's the idea that having spent more money than, you know, an Egyptian kind of, like, <laughs> prince from the times of yore... Um, and Juventus might need to kind of balance the book somewhat to hit some kind of uh, financial fair play thing, and uh, Dybala is one of these, well, you know, obviously a very exceptionally good player, had a bit of a down season, does he fit into the side with Ronaldo there, Ronaldo's obviously going to be staying around for at least, a, you know, a couple more years one would imagine, and he's someone that you could realise a lot of money for, For are there many destinations for him? Don't know. Um, What's the
0: statute of limitations on tax evasion charges? <laughs>
1: Not my specialist subject is all I can say. Okay, saying. just check it.
0: Right, but not, so, not for me personally. I we were talking about Ronaldo.
1: So uh, there's a lot going on uh, with Juventus, and it feels like they they will have to like do some kind of training. And he's obviously so an asset they could potentially get rid of. Yeah, um, it could
0: be, and and could be for a decent price. So the question becomes: Are you excited by this? And what is your price? Well, the talk is eighty million uh, at the moment. So
1: I don't know. That feels feels like a lot. He's 25, so I guess it's just, you know, that's... Yeah, he he did have a really kind of mediocre season. I don't know. I was trying to look at like some numbers for him just to try and get excited about it because it's almost like his reputation slightly exceeds like the reality of him. It
0: does because he like trebled his XG one year, right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) In terms of goal output, you're like, wow, look at all these long range scoring opportunities. I know. And then this the next year, he kind of reverted to the mean. Not to say that he isn't talented at scoring from range because it might be. uh, You know, we don't know everything, but. So uh, let's say that it, you know, Daniel Levy does his thing, and he negotiates to 55 million. Are you interested at 55? Oh yeah, I mean, I
1: I I, I think. Trying to read the runes. I think that the idea is that like 80 million is already like less than they would have wanted beforehand. But whatever, I think the bigger picture is someone's going to be coming out of Juve uh, for a reasonable fee, and there aren't that many players that they could. Like they reportedly shopping Cancelo around at the start of the summer for like, you know, reasonable fees. It's not like he's had a bad season or he's someone that you'd obviously sell, but something's got a gift that really has. I mean, they don't need
0: three players at every position, is what you're telling me. Sammy <laughs> Kadira also on the market. I'm sure that everyone's very excited to have Sammy <laughs> Kadira, who no longer seems to have the ability to run. But uh, yeah,
1: oh, Sammy. I mean, it feels like it feels like years since I was like thinking Kadira was like well past his best, and um, here we still are. You, you He's would still, have uh, been correct. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he could, he could probably rock up somewhere. But yeah, they must have players like that on huge wages, like, you know, later through the squad that they could... Um... Someone like Matuidi, who's obviously like, very decent, and but aging, probably on decent money, like maybe maybe gets his time cut after all these signings that they've made this, this summer. So yeah, interesting interesting out potentially, at Juve that we'll have to keep an eye on. And you feel like and they'll have Juve to... Juve employed
0: some... someone full-time in Turkey and China to try and make some of these players have outgoings... Yeah... It, it, uh, that seems like what might might be having. Or we're wrong, and they just do have a magic money tree, and that's great. <laughs> it's just great. Right. Look, I wish Arsenal had a magic money tree, I tell you that. Yeah, they
1: really haven't. haven't they got, haven't even got a magic money weed dandelion of money or anything. No, they're struggling.
0: Um, your your plant. Metaphors are also struggling. <laughs>
1: they are. <laughs> this is, should have researched <laughs> my plant metaphors beforehand. Let's move. Let's move. This is what happens when you podcast with me. You don't know where we're gonna go. Then let's move to
0: like the, the Douglas
1: Louise the Villa experiment, which is probably oh, probably the most like interesting kind of like transfer experiment of the summer since they didn't have any players. Now they've bought a lot of players for as has been no a ten figure. Uh, sorry. Is it An eight-figure fees, yeah, no, yeah, eight-figure
0: fees, <laughs>
1: not ten-figure fees. That would be quite something. Uh, yeah, eight-figure fees. I, I have
0: Jay Z lyrics in my <laughs> head, but I can't actually say those because we're not allowed to say those words on air. <laughs> <laughs> Get sued by Jay Z. Um,
1: Douglas Luiz arrived from City uh, for 15 million, and I had a quick look at his like kind of profile from the time he spent as your owner. Looks okay. I don't. I, I thought this was okay. He's young. Like he kind of patrols midfield. I I thought as four Villa signings, I was kind of like uh, as close to neutral to positive as as the, on this one. Um, I can't say I've like I've in in play particularly. So that always kind of you know working off the hoof on that front. But it didn't obviously seem like a misstep. Um,
0: did you feel like it was Jefferson Lerma though?
1: like uh, yeah, maybe a bit, yeah. Mm, which is feels a,
0: a little bit Jefferson Learman. Which, maybe. yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. Like I say, I'm not, I'm not like being wildly positive about it. I, I, I'm trying to
0: factor in against the many other signings. And you've then okay? Go on. No, I was just like that, that. That seems actually fair. Like a little, a little cautious. Um, I, there, there's, there's almost a mad mob of Villa fans running around with like pitchforks and torches. Uh, about any analytics guy that, like, evaluates their transfers so far this summer. (laughs) They're like, look, these are good, damn it. We're back in the Premier League. And I'm like, "Mm, we're just going to get in trouble. We've got the
1: Ryan Babel-like route now from Trezeguet, who's arrived from Kasim Pasa for $9 (laughs) This
0: guy, this guy... Is this a trade route? They also have, like, you know, turmeric and and, frankincense and myrrh, perhaps.
1: It could be. But this guy scores goals from outside the box which is this classic thing I, mean, I think he scored something like eight goals from outside the box in Turkey the last couple of seasons
0: that sounds repeatable
1: what, he scored three in one season and five in the next it happened in two seasons Okay. so he maybe gets a couple and uh, that's I don't know I don't know I don't know much about him uh, obviously he's an Egyptian uh, international but again it feels like question mark kind of big question mark around this as, as an idea Um I don't know. I mean, the last time Villa went out, and last time Villa went out and bought loads of analytics players, I don't think they're buying analytics players. By the way, right now, I don't necessarily think that's the case. But I'm very intrigued as to what they are doing. But last time they went out and bought loads of analytics players was the season they had Shearwood in charge. And it all went wrong, and the players actually turned out to be quite good players over over time once they'd moved elsewhere and settled down and, and things. But like now, this is the, the new Villa experiment with all these these players coming from hither and thither, a lot from Belgium. They're they're kind of leading the Belgium charge for sure. And we anyone w- from
0: Jan w- from where Jan Jan hither thither Jan. Okay, yeah, maybe no, <laughs> but.
1: Uh, definitely a fascinating experiment right now going on at Villa and the players that are coming in. And my kind of thing of the summer of like, you know, we will learn how
0: good the Belgium League is this this year, no doubt. So being momentarily serious on Trezeguet, uh, basically the, the path from Turkey to the Premier League is typically non-existent. Uh, guys that have come almost never work out. Uh, the upside is that Pretty solid dribbler uh, two seasons ago, like three dribbles a game. Uh, this past year looks like, you know, right around the same amount. Uh, lots of shots, not very good quality necessarily, but not bad quality either. Uh, the di- <laughs> the XG numbers uh, ran hot one year and ran cold the next, which is also intriguing. Uh, I don't know what to think about this. As long as you don't spend too much, I guess it's okay. I mean, it's, it's certainly not like 25 million for Shanks to Zoon. Yeah, it's not so. insane money. It's like, reported around 9 million or something. He's 24.
1: He's not like old. So, yeah, um, you know, maybe, maybe he's coming in as a, as a squad man. You know, Game, you know, idea of him being a game changer late in games or something. Maybe he won't be a starter. We'll see. We'll see. We just like Villa. We just have no idea what's going on with Villa
0: at the moment. So, you know, if really interesting. they can just sign Premier League average players, that's probably good for them, I guess. So, like, if that's their goal, they're in around the range, but also like maybe dream higher. I don't know. I we we're also not gonna tell you. Who we think is going to get relegated right now? So uh, <laughs> I just, I
1: just, it just feels like risk. I mean, like we evaluated Fulham last summer, and you know, kind of a bit of a misstep there, really, because you know, they, they they obviously did take on quite a lot of risk with all the players like arriving at one at one moment, uh, which they kind of had to. Uh, but um, on paper, Fulham's uh, selection of players, that didn't work out. kind of looked. Looks more reliable on the whole. It felt like you know that could that could work. Looking at Villa signings, it, there's a, a little bit more kind of like question marks as to as to how it goes. Which, I mean, I guess the the range of uh, variance around this could be quite large. But Villa are going to be fascinating just to just to watch this. And
0: they also are in the process of signing the player with the best name on the transfer rumours in the Premier League this summer. Go on, Marv marv marv, marv Kamba. marvelous nakamba i, I <laughs> oh wow so i th- this is hey marv marv you know that new sound you're looking for uh, anyway um <laughs> marvelous nakamba a great great name uh possibly a decent player who went on strike in order to try and force a move uh from club bruges or maybe he just had an extended holiday like seemingly Neymar and the, all the other players who
1: are they all back from holiday yeah are they still
0: agitating have they caught holiday is it catching yeah is it infectious but yeah he could be another one that's potentially arriving from
1: the Belgian league, right. so
0: so let's let's switch and go to somebody we like mm-hmm. but has gone to Leipzig yeah Adam Ola look man <laughs> Lukman's gone to Leipzig. I think this Look man, he's gone to Leipzig. This this probably is
1: fine all round. I mean, over over time, a lot of people have said, with some justification, like, oh, you know, Ever- Everton should have, you know, tried to tried to get something out of him, work with him a little bit more. He's a good player, and I think he probably is a good player. Sixteen million feels like a reasonable fee. Um, but you know, it, it, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked for him at Everton, and. You know, I can't really argue with the sale at this point. Um, you know, he's been in and out of the squad. He's had loans before. Obviously, Leipzig had him before and liked him. Uh, so it probably it probably is a kind of deal that works works for everyone at the moment. And we've said time and again, Everton need to trim the fat of their squad. In an ideal world, you're not trimming 21 year olds with great promise, but you couldn't send like Theo Walcott to Leipzig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean Leipzig would not buy Theo Wal- Walcott, but uh, some someone essentially would. But yeah, they do need to do do a bit of trading, and and this does actually count. In it, that it
0: works. They needed to do some things. Uh, there is also kind of the current piece of wisdom that says that if Leipzig want to buy your player, you probably should not sell them, <laughs> but. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, speaking of players that are not necessarily wanted, Thick Vinny. Vinny's gone to Mexico, which is Vincent Janssen has gone to Monterey for reported six million, which is you
1: know I guess some money. I think I'm I'm not sure if he was his last year's contract or what, but it was probably due. So yeah poor old Vince. Yeah, his career didn't really work out at Tottenham and the loans he had and injuries and such.
0: Some larger forwards have worked out in the Mexican league, uh, thinking specifically of Gignac, uh, who actually had a, quite a good run after his sort of league and career um, and is still out there doing things. Uh, so good luck to him. We wish him well. We think that I mean, this doesn't even seem like a bad transfer, right? Like that that fee is is small. As long as Vince can, can remember how to play uh, should be all right. Let's talk about somebody that's a lot more expensive. Joelinton, or Joelinton, uh, has gone from Hoffenheim to the Geordie Shore. This was really for
1: surprising, wasn't it?
0: Four zero millions.
1: It feels like it feels like um, Newcastle would <laughs> like under deciding to do nothing this summer and buy no no players, and then they go out and buy a, you know twenty two year old Brazilian out of the Bundesliga for forty million quid, and it's like okay that's a thing. That's interesting uh, people making enjoy- and they give
0: him to Steve Bruce,
1: yeah um what can we say about him um, he he lacks a bit of shot volume and goals for a 40 million pound striker I think um but it feels like he's, he's got a little bit of creativity in him seems, so we've seems started like, off well seems like a hard worker he can can win the ball in the air at times he can dribble the ball. he's, he's, he's kind of a bit round of feels like a slightly all around forwardy type but maybe lacking the goals. Uh, up to this point, someone pointed out that he's only had, he's never scored more than eight league goals in a season or something. And again, that just I don't know. Goals are overrated, James. It's what Newcastle need more than anything. Having uh, got you know sent Rondon back and flipped Perez, uh, they need goals. So, um, I'm I, yeah, I'll be intrigued to see how how Joe Linton kind of uh, works out at Newcastle. And it it does. It just feels like a a really kind of strange, okay, we're just going to spend £40 million on this forward and we're Newcastle and that's
0: not really what we normally do. So, good luck. Newcastle's recent risk profile is also a little awkward in that like Miguel Almiron for the fee that they paid, a lot of risk involved uh, just because like there are almost no corollaries between MLS and uh, the Premier League and then you go to this where you have lots of them Mm. but that profile doesn't seem like it fits the money. Very odd.
1: Mm. It's weird. He, mm. What does he scored. Look at his shot, Muff. Yeah, a few headers in there, a couple of close-range goals, and then a huge kind of, like, uh, between, like, the penalty spot... Well, just behind the penalty spot and, like, you know, the two he scored from very close in, a few shots, no goals. So, OK, this a £40 million striker. Could he have been a little bit more lethal in front of goal? Well, I mean, I'm just going to leave, leave the jury out on Joe Linton until... We see more evidence, but it's, it's I don't know, mildly perplexing that Newcastle have done this.
0: Mildly perplexing describes another transfer this week, but mostly because of the fee, which was Nabil Fakir to Real Batiste for 18-ish million euros, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I presumably his contract was running down or something, and there's obviously, obviously lots of rumours around about... Uh, you know his recovery from the injury that he had. He seems to have played quite reliably and seems to have like performed quite reliably. But there was talk that Liverpool were injured last summer, and then that went west, and then now he's gone for what again looks like a slightly discounted fee, even if his contract is, is coming to an end. To a, I mean nothing against Real Batiste at all, but it feels like Fakir was was on the the fast track to higher things at one point, and now he's. And uh, now he's rocked up there. So, yeah, kind of interesting one.
0: I think cartilage is a concern sometimes mm. for some players.
1: It's got to be, isn't it? I mean, that, that must be the kind of, you know, the risk the risk kind of thing going on there and what, what two, it has happened.
0: Two French players I have absolutely loved in recent years that seem to, at least the rumors behind the scenes is that, you know, they might have some serious injury concerns or not be able to pass physicals. Um one is Fakir and that came out, you know, when Liverpool allegedly I think did the um did the, the medical form last year or whatever, like there were some concerns. And then uh, Umtiti, who is another one that you're just like, I'm not he's an amazing player when he's able to play, but it's a bit of uh you know cartilage free captain I believe is something you're familiar with, James.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was the old Ledley king. Yeah, I mean, Ladley King, complete Spurs legend. If he if he hadn't have had his injury profiles, potentially could have, you know, moved on to high things. Was Certainly one of the better defenders in the world. There's I mean?
0: never a higher thing than being Spurs captain, James York. How dare you? Yeah, it's very true.
1: Um, <laughs> we got more. Uh, uh, more more talent uh, moving around that we spotted uh, on the list. Marcus Taram, who I know someone that Mo, Mo who writes on the site regularly uh, has been, been a big fan of for, for years, has joined up at Gladbach for for a reasonable fee of eight million. Um, we think he's. Uh, did we mention him last week? I can't remember if we did or not. But he's.
0: Yeah, because it, it's like a discount move. It's like one of the one of the smart ones that's happened, but a lot of the middle tier isn't happening.
1: Yeah, I mean that that feels like I like I wouldn't say it was a gamble per se, but it feels like you know that. That's, those are the kind of moves that, if you're you know slightly a tier behind, you know the the absolute you know, money clubs that you'd you'd want to make and maybe maybe benefit from. So that was an interesting one. Playing for a good head coach duo there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that kind of keep a keen eye on uh, Gladbach and see what they actually actually do with uh, um, Rose and Marich in the kind of hot seat. And fa- fascinating to see what how they how.
0: They it's not hot yet. They just sat
1: down. <clears throat> it's always a hot seat. Always a hot seat. No, you can't call it that. Every ma- every mean. manager's job is a hot seat.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> Liz Mousset to Sheffield.
1: Yeah, this caused a little bit of interest around the, around the, around Twitter when it when it happened. I I quite like Mousset. and he had a good season in France before he ended up at Bournemouth, and then kind of got locked into the that you. It can be quite hard to get into Bournemouth's team. Like they, they, they seem to have a very consistent kind of like team year in year out. And you know, if you don't break through, then it can be hard to break through. And I think he kind of suffered from being—he's a bit of a kind of t- you know tr- slightly tricksy, talented type. So maybe he's one of those one of those players that's a little bit lost in modern football and doesn't doesn't fit in uh, formations quite as well um, as uh, you know as they might have in the past but he was he was kind of like the perennial substitute at Bournemouth and Sheffield United have spent 10 million quid on him which maybe feels like a lot for a perennial substitute but he's just 23 and I think he's genuinely a talented player so like kind of interesting uh, move there um hopefully gets some more time on the pitch and hopefully you can show you what he can do because I think his promises as like a 19 20 year old was decent enough again maybe you'd want
0: to spend a little bit less on the fee but
1: Bournemouth seem to have got their smarts about them with, with sales risk. Well, and we don't know,
0: again, how the fee is structured. True, true so it, it might be like, you know, initial fee is is moderate and then you know, there are plus sides that you know, would make a lot of sense. We were excited about Musat uh, when he first came to Bournemouth. And I think I was on the Goalmouth Scramble podcast uh, last week or two weeks ago, basically wondering <laughs> how old Sheffield United's forwards from last season were and who was going to score goals for them. So I think they, they were also wondering said thing. Because uh, like all of their goal scores last year were basically thirty plus, that at least up front. Um, so yeah. Oh, and and speaking of that, James did the notes this week, and <laughs> we have one line in the notes says Charlie Adam is thirty three.
1: Amazes me. <laughs> I can't believe Charlie Adam's thirty three. I thought he you know had five years on. No worries. But he's just gone to Reading, I think, on a free transfer. So there we are.
0: I I had some comments on that on Twitter uh, late one night this week where I was like, wait, what? Wait, really? And then I looked, and I I think he played like six point three nineties the Stokes last season in the Premier League. I was like okay, and then he played like five nineties last season. I was like, have there been loans that I missed? I like no, no loans. Like oh, okay, uh, I think one of these combined with about fifty six percent passing accuracy as a midfielder, which um, yeah
1: yeah maybe maybe they. Would- Looking for some direct play from central midfield. I don't know. And he has got a long <laughs> ball on him, and he has a wand of a left foot as well. Charlie Adam. I mean, seduced Liverpool back in the day. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I just no- noted that, and he was like, oh yeah, Charlie Adam's still around. Uh, right. Who else have we got? Like, yeah. <laughs> classic random sentence from a from a newspaper article. Everton want Wilfred Zaha and are willing to pay 60 million plus Sanktozen, but fear missing out to Chelsea. That made me laugh as well because it was just like that is like straight <laughs> out of the rumor generator. <laughs> yeah, it was like okay, right? There's what's going what's going on here? I mean, Zaha's still available, still, somewhat available, presumably. Arsenal don't look like they're going to
0: afford him, so maybe. it's like me in high school. I was so very available, and yet here we are. Doesn't Richarlison pretty much play play off the left though? So that's like, pretty much my thought too. Yeah, uh, I was like, where's he going to fit? Um I, I like this one less than Arsenal offering uh some money and a law firm <laughs> for Wolf Zaha earlier this season. Which earlier the window, which felt much better to me. This yeah, this could this could be a recurrent
1: theme this to like convoluted potential Zaha transfers as they uh yeah have wield them. But yeah. Uh that was that was listed in I think the telegraph, so who knows who knows what's going on there.
0: Let's do a good <clears throat> one. Go on. Let's then. do Dortmund, who are in for players that we kind of like or really like.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got two. I've got two listed here that I I can't remember where I found found them. But there was talk they were in for Malcolm, who we've spoken about quite often on this podcast, and think that would be be okay for them, wouldn't it? If um, you know, if they want a a little bit of a zippy kind of like wingman, it would be very much in the kind of Dortmund Dortmund vein, if not uh, probably. Uh, a year late for them. Normally, they get them from the the smaller club and, and go from there. But you must be looking for a somewhere to land.
0: Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I, I'm just agreeing with you. Right? <laughs> and then, <laughs> like like Barcelona need to have some outgoings as well. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's the general.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they do look quite bloated in, in the kind of like attacking positions as,
0: as well. So you, you can imagine that he he could rock up somewhere. I bet Neymar probably looks pretty bloated right now too after all that time partying over the summer. Oh man, who, no. Who, who's no who's
1: who's going to buy Neymar? I mean, it's just it's so difficult to kind of like balance the the fee uh the, the attitude and the evident talent. And yeah, I probably wouldn't. Just don't. <laughs> We're moving on, Neymar. You've had your chance. Goodbye. And then Dortmund would potentially in for Samaseku out of um, Salzburg, who we've liked. We've liked we've liked this kid for ages, and you know it's it's been a case of like when's someone gonna actually like get him, buy him. We liked Hydara as well, and he ended up uh, going to the Bundesliga, and you know, went to Leipzig. But uh, samseku like potentially going to Dortmund, should be a good signing. I mean, he's he's as far as like you know kind of central defensive midfielders go. I'd have had him towards the top of a list of uh, you know for any club really,
0: and yeah, I'd just like legitimately almost any club.
1: I hap happily will see will see will see him uh, you know get paid over at Dortmund if that happens. I think that's quite strongly rumored that one, so you know potentially that could be something that's happening um,
0: sooner rather than later. And and twenty million euros or something like yeah. that, so like an actual totally reasonable fee. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Eric Bailey has been injured again and now it really, really, really looks like United are going to sign the very large head. Well, they, if they can, make it stick. A Perry they,
1: that, that's, you know, the Harry Maguire 80 million thing is, is just kind of rumbled on as the week has gone by and obviously, you know, the... The fact that Bailly's got injured again, you know, feel sorry for the guy. He just seem to be you know, racking up injuries at some rate. Uh, looks a good player before. Uh,
0: Do you think like Brendan Rodgers like pumped a fist when that happened though? Just like a little bit. I
1: don't know. I think uh, hard to say. I mean, whether Leicester actually want to sell Maguire or not is, is uh, I don't think we quite know. But I'd, eighty million quid, if that's on the table, I think I'd be taking it. Um, yeah, yeah we it's did a bit talk like before. So yeah,
0: go on. It's like Brentford like not really wanting to sell neil Mopey or uh saeed bin rama they're like no we'd like to go for it but you know if, if we have to then it'll happen i think you know mcguire is valued very strongly they's got like a, a long-term contract they like him a lot they're like hey we we definitely like to keep him around you can change our mind with you know many tens of millions of pounds but uh
1: um there's only two weeks left to the front of a transfer window you realize which
0: is yeah pretty crazy and i think the loans also happened at the same time right (laughs) busy so like the next two weeks are going to be completely insane which is a great time for me to go on holiday
1: (laughs) yeah of course i think like when do i go on holiday mid mid (laughs) mid-august so so i'll be out i'll be out then but we'll we'll find ways to get a podcast in when 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 both not on holiday so uh,
0: yeah well i'll be i'll be back uh for like three days uh not next week but the week after so we'll sneak one in there and that'll be the lead up to the new Premier league season uh, mean, meanwhile, cool. uh,
1: like yeah. it's, the previews are going to be landing soon, aren't they, on the site? This, this can't be long before that happens.
0: So when the previews land, what what sort of landing do they Is like a UFO or is it more like a Monty Python uh, Frenchman chucking a cow over the wall? <laughs>
1: Depends which team it is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and who's, decided, who's Who's
1: been designated to write them? I'm not writing any previews this year for the first time in in, in forever. Uh, but we've got a good team of people that are, uh, are going to be contributing and writing stuff. So uh, yeah, definitely look out for them when they when they come out. They. Should, I'm not sure when they start, but it's, it's got to be imminent today, tomorrow, Sunday, Monday. It, definitely by Monday, the, I think we'll see some. Previews. The
0: previewing is imminent. Yeah. You could feel it in your bones. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that you feel in your bones, for those of you who are team customers or potential team customers, uh, I think that you're going to receive an email that says that conference tickets are on sale later today. Oh, cool. I think. I think. And then for the general public, conference tickets for the Staspom conference, which is happening on October 11th at Stanford Bridge. The Innovation in Football Conference, mind the way, uh, will go on sale on Monday apparently. So that is also imminent,
1: and we're also launching a research paper contest. So,
0: oh yes, so that will be
1: that will be coming out about the same time. So if you're listening to this and you've got ideas and you want to work starts on data and present it at our conference, then look out for the announcement. It's coming.
0: Because we're going to have two tracks. Uh, one of them is more of a, a sort of public general track. And the other one is not exclusively, but almost exclusively research, uh, partly of featured researchers, people that we are bringing in that we know are going to do cool stuff uh, and, and talk about you know, research that they think is like exciting and interesting. And then partly some of you, potentially. So like that'll be really cool. And then on the main stage, it'll be people like uh, Director of Basketball Research, Seth Partnow of the Milwaukee Bucks Uh, and then a number of other very cool very interesting speakers and a few panels as well so we are really looking forward to that in October it is the day before my birthday and I'm giving myself that birthday gift
1: yeah yeah there we go then
0: I mean see sometimes when you get old you just gotta buy yourself gifts right
1: (laughs) buy yourself a sports conference brilliant (laughs) but I'll I'll just just uh, quickly hit on the the research paper competition as well like we've Stats Bomb data has been out there Messy data has been out there the women's day has been out there world cup day has been out there so like you know if you've been working on it and you've been working on some cool stuff and you've got some ideas that you think you could translate to this then this is the great opportunity to get a platform so again announcements are forthcoming and you know we're looking forward to hearing from people on that
0: we we will potentially gift you data in exchange for you speaking on the stage with presentations and cool visualizations and and good ideas about research in football, yeah. or we could not do that. You could just buy tickets and show up and watch other people do that. If that's what you like, that's totally okay.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. Cool. Well, that is the end. I am not back next week. Uh, you guys will have to suffer through all of the rumors and innuendos in the football world on your own. But I'll be back briefly for a pod the week after and then we're going to disappear right about the season start to take our children on holiday because we can't do anything else with them
1: yeah when you say we uh, i'm not going on that
0: <laughs> james you're not coming on my holiday <laughs> no i'm not <laughs> are you going on your holiday
1: i'm going on my own holiday thank you
0: oh there's also still dallas though so <laughs> i i am teaching the course in dallas on i think the 10th of uh, august and if you're interested in that do sign up i will be there to melt with you Uh, So we're looking forward to that too. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening and goodbye. Farewell.